Studios. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. J Radio Network. Have Joy Chevalier, CEO of the Cooks Nook, one of one of one of my sponsors and business partners. Um, so if you listen on Urban One or, or you listen on any of our affiliates around the country, you you wanna you wanna check out, you wanna go to the Cooks Nook's page and see all of the the fantastic food that that joy and her team is is putting together um i i really i really see you joy i'm trying to position you guys as a person that's been on the on the on the clinical side of that table and and and, and manage clinical programs and been responsible for those type of verticals i see so much opportunity for individuals that are coming out the hospital so you have people that are coming out the hospital, they've had surgery, they've had knee replacement, hip replacement, they've been right. in the ER because they had a, an acute flare up or something, even if they've had COVID, you know, COVID long haulers. People yeah. get home and they're not in a position to be able to cook for themselves. And so right. what we see is that the health plans are now starting to understand, like you said, that it's not just about getting people insulin, it's not just about getting people a statin, or maybe uh, getting them transportation to get to their dialysis treatment, but it's actually about serving as a as a true advocate and, and getting the, right. and getting. And I want to see because I know a lot of people listen. A lot of executives listen to my show. Um, yeah. I want to see the Cooks Nook partnering with some of these larger plans to to get delivery, especially to people that have just come out of the hospital, because we know. You get home and you have you have two or three days to really stabilize. And if you don't get stable in a couple of days, you're going right back into the hospital. And right. for our elderly members on Medicare Advantage, that becomes a death spiral uh, when yeah. you're in and out of the hospital. And I've I've seen I, I have a close relative of the family went in for a routine knee surgery. Nothing, nothing major, just torn meniscus, nothing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, got an infection back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got something that was just routine became mm-hmm. a life-threatening situation. Unfortunately, he was very healthy and 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 was able to 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 survive. But um my grandfather went through that. My grandfather passed away last year to be transparent. And he was mm-hmm. 96 years old, but he passed away mostly because he had a fall. And mm-hmm. and he went into that infection, was in and out of the hospital, in and out. Right. And at that right. age his body couldn't take it. So food is such the 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 core Maslow's hierarchy of need that can help mitigate some of these chronic illnesses. Uh, I want to ask a few more questions about that, but Joe, I got, I can't, I can't let you just waltz in here and not tell us about your background. How did, how (laughs) did you, so you're, you're, you're killing it in corporate America. And after almost 20 years of that, you decided that you wanted to be a chef. Now I'm sure you had people in your, your family that kind of gave you the side eye, but obviously that worked for you. And, And if you've ever seen the cooks look food, is phenomenal. What what made you uh, make that pivot? Uh, you know, almost halfway through your career. Oh, um, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I, you know, people did look at me funny, but I, you know, as I explained to them, as I do everything, uh, you know, my focus, oddly enough, you know, being a global product strategist was bringing new products to market, understanding uh, new audiences, finding those new audiences, 
focusing and targeting uh, those audiences with the things that they need. That was one of the mm. areas that I was responsible for in my last my last uh, tech corporate. And you know, switching. You know, what I sort of decided. You know, one day. You know, you're having the same conversations often um, at tables. And one of the comments I would used to I used to make all the time uh, when things get very intense at the table in technology intense. was get intense. very intense yeah. about widgets. And, you know, I would say, you know, we're not curing cancer. We're not putting right. shoes on children and we're not feeding uh, our unhoused and our, our, our homeless in our in our community. And that was a way of sort of trying to get people to reset their priorities and remember what the values are, even as you're right. doing your work. Right. And, you know, about the 15th time I said it, you know, we're, you know, not curing cancer, we're not putting shoes on children and we're not, oh yeah. Well, why, why am I not doing that? Why aren't you curing cancer? Yeah. Why am I, yeah. Yeah. Why why are we doing, why am I not feeding people? Mm. And there's a need to do that. And so as a product person, I started to sit down and sort of say, but where is this need and how do you do that? And then, you know, out of that came the idea of a product, which is the cook's nook. Is, wow. is that is that business that becomes a hub for for culinary uh, culinary expertise? And in the, in the original case, it was entrepreneurs who were building and making new products. But you know, we also worked with corporates on on product management, product uh, uh, product development. What do they need to go back into the market? Because often you forget who right. you're serving. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great point. We often forget. I say that in healthcare all the time. We we often forget us executives. We get we get focused on the P and L side. We get focused yep. on the finances, the reimbursement, the 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 deals. Or even with the, just the product, right, the product the, itself, and right. you forget. And you and you forget that behind all of this stuff is is a member. And yep. these members, especially in healthcare, especially in uh, nutrition, they they trust our lives to, to us. Exactly. It's bigger than just transactional. It's not, you know, when exactly. I when I go, I have Lyme disease and mm-hmm. my doctor, he is my lifeline uh, for me to remain healthy enough to, to do this show and, and to be able to feed my family and all of that stuff. It's, exactly. it's it's not a game. So when when people that have chronic illness are entrusting uh, companies to give them the proper nutrition, it, it really becomes a lifeline. It's, it's much bigger than that. Now you have a, you have a community grassroots kind of organizational perspective. Um, how have you been able to leverage the relationships mm. that you've had in the community, you know, kind of that street level viewpoint to, to promote yeah. nutrition and to really um, to, to educate people, not just in Austin and in Texas, but beyond on the importance of, of nutrition uh, before delivering sure. the food? Yeah, part of part of what ended up happening is that we became real advocates on impact and how to change the system, right? I come from an environment where you're constantly trying to figure out how to improve. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, uh, you know, at the last company I was at, I went to culinary school at night, got into mm-hmm. other things and sort of said, why are we not making changes in this space as rapidly as we do in technology, right? And why is that not the same in culinary? Why is that not the same in nutrition? And how do you do that quickly? Um, how do you reach people? And the best way to reach people is to go to them, go to their community leaders, right. go to their right. faith leaders who are running programs, go to the organization who addresses the concerns of that community and say, what do they need? I mean, that's that's the first rule of product management is to ask. No, that's, that, I, I got to get you in the room. I got to get you in the room with one of my co-hosts on the HealthCast, Isaac Palmer. Oh, yeah. Isaac, Isaac has been a, a CEO 
at several large hospitals. He's at large mm-hmm. hospital in Chicago and he right. was at a large hospital in, in I think Baton Rouge or Shreveport, right. somewhere in Louisiana, not New Orleans. And it's amazing. He told me that as he was really learning uh, to be a CEO and be an effective CEO of a, of a hospital system, he said often people that had issues with their health and had mm-hmm. things that they were concerned about, they would go to the VFW or they would go to their pastor or they would go to a social group to someone they trust, especially people in the African-American Latinx community. They did not trust, yeah, did so. not trust the, the, the typical healthcare system. So imagine someone that's feeling pain or, or someone that, um, you know, has signs of, of, of diabetes or, or signs mm-hmm. of high blood pressure or, or just concerned about overall health. They're actually going to their pastor. For, for well, advice because they, because trust, they, trust, they trust their trust pastor. The yeah, yeah, they don't they trust don't the trust system. The systems. They trust yeah. they trust their pastor. So uh, mm-hmm. at the community level, it's 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 just so important to engage with with members um, to promote nutrition. What do you well, think? Absolutely. What do you think are are some of the strategies that that you've seen the Cooks Nook and you've seen other organizations of your ilk? deploy to promote social determinants of health in in communities, especially downtrodden communities? Well, part of that, I think, comes back to, you know, those who are asking for uh, nutritional support, right? Not just food, but nutritional support to their household. Let's mm. make it bigger, right? The, the Those organizations and leaders already are probably engaging them in a variety of services, right? This has been an area where they may not have had good access, good quality to be able to integrate that well mm-hmm. into their standing wraparound, wraparound programs. And that's what we see is that many folks in communities and organizations, they want this knowledge. They know exactly how things work in healthcare. They know how things work around transportation and getting local transportation, but they never had an answer to sort of say, how do I ensure quality nutrition? Because you're right, in, the, in Maslow's hierarchy, that's got to be that's got to be the base. It's hard to talk about the rest when the household is food insecure. Right. Right. And once the organization leaders know that they have a way to secure that portion, it makes their jobs easier around the rest of the SDOH elements and services that they may already engage in. Right. Um, even organizations, you know, food for so long, particularly here, was buried inside housing. And one of the things we, I, you know, we sort of talked about a lot is food as policy can't be buried inside something. It is equivalent or equal to at least these other issues. When you bury it in housing, you don't allow for innovation. You don't allow for it to be seen. You don't allow for the problem to be solved mm. because you turned it into a housing problem, right. not a food and nutrition and access problem. Right. And you've got to be able to separate. And that's something that we have really, really, really encouraged. Um, and Honestly, you know, just as a person who builds products, when you want quality products, you go to a source who knows how, who has right. that core competence and knows experience. how to do them instead of trying to bury it inside something else and expect housing folks to come up with good food. I mean, that doesn't make, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Right. No, and I, that's something we really advocated here is to pull it out and make it, make food and nutrition equivalent. And then you'll see success. Mm. You'll see innovation. You'll see uh, influx of folks trying to help solve that problem. Awesome. Um, we've, we've got Joy Chevalier, CEO 
of the Cook's Nook. She she's put on an absolute clinic for social. Day. I knew I knew that having you on the show was gonna be a great oh. idea. I knew I knew that <laughs> I knew that this was gonna work out. Shout out to Dwight for making this happen, and and Daniela and and the, and the whole team. Shout out to 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 the Cooks Nook team. This is Joyce really really showing her passion and um, why these why these programs are are so important. And it's it's fantastic to have CEOs and leaders in this industry to to really come on and pontificate. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go to another. Another break, and we'll be back with more of the Lance J Show after these messages. You're listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Okay, well, check this out. They were doing the premiere of Private Parts at Madison Square Garden. And, and as I was going to the premiere, I see Donald Trump on the corner of 31st Street and 8th Avenue by the garden. I walked over to him. I said, with excitement, hey, how you doing, Mr. Trump? He looks down at me and says, not now. I said, wow. but my name is Flavor Flav. He said, not now. James Lewis. I said to him, yo, I'm the one that gave your son Donald the autograph in, in Planet Hollywood. He said, good for you. Good for you. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. 